Hi, thank you for joining me. This is the Man Reimagined podcast, and my name is Richard Daling. In this episode, I want to explore the topic of what happens to us as men when we become older. What function can we serve? What role can we play? It's not something that we really talk about uh, in general society, the role of men and women. Indeed, anyone that kind of enters retirement and, and what function they still play. And when we look at other societies, uh, older societies, indigenous cultures, when we get older, there's so much more of a, a mark of respect and and wisdom that's kind of associated. And, and people of an older age tend to play a much bigger role in the tribe, in, uh, in, in community. And yet that clearly is something that is not so much the case, I would argue, in Western culture. And in men's work, we talk about this quite often, and the word elder comes up. And without going into what that means here, because I've invited somebody else to, I want to start talking about the man who's going to do that. And that is David Rice. David is someone that I got to meet last year in person at the Manzain conference, which is a yearly uh, conference in Berlin uh, around men's work. We really clicked and uh, I then got to meet him later in the year at the European Men's Gathering and asked if he would uh, mentor me. And I'm very grateful that he said yes. I won't share too much more about him and what he does as he's going to give you that uh, introduction himself. I really hope you enjoy this conversation that we have where we explore what it means to be an elder, why that role is uh, not so common anymore. And we also dive into the ideas of uh, community and, and much, much more. So without further ado, I bring you David Rice. So I'm here with David Rice. David, welcome and thank you so much for taking the time today. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well, thanks. It's good to be here too. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really interested in diving into a few topics that we've already sort of prefaced before hitting record. Um, and the theme, of course, is around this idea of the role and value of an elder. Um, and of course, in the context of men, this is man reimagined, but we don't have to limit ourselves to just that. I mean, I'm sure there's, there's value in uh, elder women as well and, and the role that they play. So, um, but I'm going to just ask about your experience and, and find out about, you know, what you, what you bring and what you'd like to bring and, and what you think about this. So um, I'm keen to help paint a picture for anyone listening of your journey in life so far in terms of how you found yourself in this space you know I know you've uh, you have a spiritual practice and, and I guess I'd hand over to you and say you know where do you find yourself right now and and, and how did you get there mm. good questions uh I'm 72 I'll be 73 in November and even that age sounds strange to me because inside I feel I guess I could say I feel ageless. It's uh, and uh, age is is a bit of a, a human construct. And there's biological age, which is actually very real. Unfortunately, I have a fairly strong body, so it's I'm doing okay. And um, um, so, how I got here 
is I just uh, uh, year after year. <laughs> I have a fairly eclectic uh, background. I don't have any formal university education, for example, but I have a lot of uh, of uh, shorter educations, you know, professional educations. And I, right now, I work as a uh, as a uh, psychotherapist, and I'm moving out of that now, though, and uh, to focus more on on uh, uh, growing functional community. And um, it was important to. Well, it, it's, it's like my last uh, my last big project. I'm really aware of that at this age. I think anybody who's at this age is aware that you know there's less time looking forward than looking backward. And I'm uh, uh, I've been wanting to do this project for quite some time, and uh, so here I'm going to be doing it. And I've been involved in men's work for quite a while. It's I did my first uh, men's initiation training as a trainee about 40 years ago in the US. I'm currently living in Denmark. And uh, um, it was the new warriors training adventure, part of the Now Mankind Project. When I moved here, I started to do a, a, a men's group, but it didn't go anywhere, unfortunately. And then I heard about the manifesto uh, which is a, a men's network, and started going to, to their events. And then step by step, I found my way into a, uh, into a men's group, an online men's group. And then I was asked to lead the men's group. And uh, it was there, I think I discovered my eldership. Because, uh, yeah, it was there. Because when I would say something, the men would really listen. And it, it actually surprised me. And uh, then not only that, but they started treating me with respect, which I'm treated with respect usually, but this was different. And uh, so I, I began to pay attention to uh, the impact I was having on other people, particularly other men. And... Um, as I reflected on that, I discovered that, well, there are things that I know, and there's a lot of life experience that I have, and I definitely have a, a uh, an attitude of service in my in my life and my work. That's what's guided me a whole all throughout my life, and um, and so I began thinking more and more about eldership and what that is. It's more than just being old. It's because uh, there's a lot of bitter old men around. Uh, and I, I'm not one of them. Uh, so I'm definitely not one of them. And uh, instead, it's about um, How can I put it? It's well. There's there's a 
a wisdom that starts to develop through a life well lived. And a life well lived does not mean a perfect life, because my life definitely has not been perfect, according to my ideas of it. And I, I tried to live one of those, and it didn't work out very well. So I, and I learned from it, though. I learned, I learned to be more authentic. I learned to, to move in a more flowing, organic way in my life, rather than making plans and sticking to them like they were made out of concrete. I think it's important to make plans. But, but not when new material, new information comes in that points to a, the need to, to shift. And uh, through that, developed a much deeper sense of self, of myself, and uh, had discovered and am discovering that there's like this wellspring of, I don't know, you can call it wisdom, but wisdom simply means, I think, the sense of the fitness of things. And that's more organic than a lot of knowledge. So it's a good place to start. So you've, you've shared so many pieces and you've touched on so many topics already. Uh, I heard you mention that on the one hand that you are um, age less in some sense and you feel that but you also are aware that this is your last big project and that part of you is looking back more than you're looking forward and that moved me because I'm not in that space yet you know I'm, I'm 42 and I can't touch into that I loved hearing how you said that when you spoke men listened and there was a sense of respect and, and, and depth there and I certainly feel that in circle myself when I hear an older man speak and yet outside of that container I don't and haven't in my life for sure not always listened to elders or older men, probably because they haven't been in that role. And my relationship to say my grandfathers, um, one died way too early, sadly, the other one, we just didn't connect in that way. You know, it means that I and I know a lot of men feel the same way don't have that relationship to, to older men. So um, maybe we could pick up that thread, you know, like what happened so that respect your elders just became this kind of admonishment <laughs> at least when I was a kid that you know we kind of lost and I can't speak for everyone but I think we've lost something in not listening to this life experience that elders have that of course in Native American cultures and other cultures around the world is is really treasured like mm -hmm. did we ever have that do you think in, in the west what, what's going on I don't know if we've ever had it I think that I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. It's, uh, I do know that one of the reasons it's not so present is because uh, our culture has focused primarily on youth. And while there's, you know, and I can understand that, I mean, there's a lot of life in youth, a lot of freshness in youth, uh, but that only goes so far. And, then people start get start to call it, you can say they mature, but they also start to wear out. Mm. And depending on again how they live. So uh, I think the illusion is that when we're young, we can do anything. And it certainly looks like that until there's some kind of breakdown or accident. Or as we get older, the the effects of what we've done when we were younger start to 
start to come as a harvest. And uh, so, you know, the, the encouragement to make wise decisions when we're younger uh, is a good one, a very good one. And also to be able to explore and answer the key questions, the three key questions of life, which is, who are you? Why are you here? And where are you going? And when those are answered, then there's, there's a clear path, not maybe a straight path, but there's a clear path. And, uh, and if we choose to stay on it, then uh, uh, the, uh, our life has meaning. When we stray off of it, that's when the, the meaning starts to drop out and we start to feel dry inside and start looking around for, for an answer. That's, I know that in my life. So, um, yeah. So what's the, we can't make people, as you said, we can't make people respect their elders. I think one way that might happen, respect for elders would happen is if elders were respectable. Wow. Yeah. Talk more on that. Yeah. So if we're looking for wisdom from elders, it's, be, it's, uh, it's because to some extent, uh, older people haven't uh, embodied it. Now, if those of us who have any at all, and I'm saying I have a lot, but I have, I have what I have, um, if those of us who have it, to whatever extent, actually are willing to share it, then there's a whole thing, different thing happens. And as an, as an elder, uh, coming from that elder, elder place, the key thing of, of, of an authentic elder is that we listen. Very interested in younger people. Very interested in supporting them and nurturing them. And... Uh, and I find that when I do that, they become interested in me. It's really interesting. And they start asking questions and we start having a, a real creative conversation back and forth, which is fulfilling for me as much as it is, hopefully, and I think it is, for the, for the younger man. That's great. I feel like there's a subtext going on as we look at each other because, you know, that's our relationship, you know, like you're a friend, you're clearly a mentor and that's, that's how I've related to you. And when I asked, like, would you be my, would you, would you consider? It's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and so yeah. everything you've just described, it's, um, it's been such a gift because that's where I came to. It's like, I've, I've worked with coaches. I've, I've, I've got a therapist, like, and I've come to a place in life and I'm not sure it's age, but there's just a place in life where there's, I need something more and I need someone that's like in that space. And it was a realization, um, that I had to come to actually, and then kind of seek out, you know, but I'm wondering, you said we can't make people uh, respect their elders or, or can we, can we do more to, uh, to invite this kind of connection in like for sure, more uh, elders live a more respect to be more respectable. And I think what you mean by that, please speak further is the sense of uh, showing more interest, but actually it, 
living a bit more, doing a bit more, playing some kind of different role? Because my sense is that, you know, retirement, it's a, it's a kind of twilight, you know, years of your life and all these phrases. And I'm like, that's not what I'm going to do. And yet so many people culturally, perhaps, are they socialized into like, that's the role you just kick back once you retire? Like, I'm throwing a lot at you here, <laughs> but what, what can we do differently? I guess as, as humans um, wanting to grow and, and, and elders or, or people in that zone of life as well. Yeah, good questions again. Um, you know, retirement is an interesting thing. I thought about retiring a number of times and I, it's, I just don't have it in me. I have too much <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely slowing down, uh, moving more slowly. And, uh, but uh, the notion of, I mean, on one side, it's kind of attractive. On the other side, it's not very stimulating. And uh, so, so here's, to me, uh, cutting to the chase is, is, um, I think one of the things that characterizes an elder is that they're not so self-centered. And, and one of the things we have as human beings in our developmental process is we start out self-centered, which is just right. And then, and then uh, we start, in particular our teenage years, start looking at justice and, and uh, fairness. And, and sometimes that catches on and helps us move into areas that we're really interested in and can turn into livelihoods. Or we rage against the machine and burn out, you know, and get and get start to get bitter. So uh, but actually what we're supposed to do, what we're really invited to do from the inside, is to become more interested in the world. What does the world need? And this is the key question. It's one of the key questions to finding our vocation, you know, our life purpose, is what we see in the world, what if what we see is missing in the world is actually our responsibility to, to, to fill. I was surprised at one point in my life to realize that not everybody saw the world the way I did. It was like hit me at like a ton of bricks. And uh, so I really took that seriously. And uh, so it gives us a clue. It's like the world is asking us, asking some things of us, asking for help or for care. And, uh, and that's one of the first steps out of, out of self-centeredness and narcissism. And until we can, until we grow beyond ourselves, we're not gonna be very valuable. And I know a lot of young people, younger people than me anyway, want to be valuable. And that's how to do it. And I think the, those of us who are older are responsible for, for providing a, a, a context or a space where, where uh, you and others can explore these deeper questions, the challenges you're working with, uh, and, and and as well as nitty gritty things of of your your vocation or your work uh, with another person who has some experience in those areas. 
So I think another dimension of eldership is that there's there's some level of spiritual attunement. And by spiritual, I mean a connection into the whole, where we see and feel the interconnectedness of, of life and different, what we call the different pieces of life, not really pieces, they're not, they're not standalone pieces. They're actually aspects that, that are in relationship to each other. That's why, you know, the, the, the definition I gave of wisdom being the sense of the fitness of things, what, as, what pieces or what aspects of life fit together to, to, um, to be valuable, to be creative. And I think anything creative is defined as uh, anything that, that is used to care for the world. Now, I believe now I've developed a, a life purpose, a statement of purpose for humanity. You know, I think big. <laughs> it's, and uh, in all humility, it's, it's, uh, it's that the role of humanity is to care for the earth and everything in it. That includes women, children, birds, bees, dogs, cats, you know, the land, cows, everything. And if we actually did that, the world would look very different. But we're not doing it. Indeed not. Um, I'm, I'm noticing as, as you talk, I'm, I'm feeling kind of calmer, more grounded. I'm recognizing the wisdom um, in what you're saying. And, and it strikes me that listening to you talk in other um, contexts as well, there's, you take your time and there's these pauses that, you know, an American chat show host would just be exploding around, you know, <laughs> um, and even in a podcast, it's like, you know, you can't be silent on, on radio or, or anything like that. And, and and these are the thoughts flashing through my mind, but there's just there's just none of that. This this phrase from one of my favorite films, um, the name slips my mind in this moment, but like learning to separate the wheat from the chaff, mm. right? It, it just there's an embodied sense for me as I perceive you and you being able to do that and not just just not being interested in things like that and, and time. Coming back to this thing you mentioned at the beginning, it's, it's a, a sense that you relate to it differently and that you're imparting what you have to say with humility um, in a way that just lands, that's not rushed. And, and it, I'm, I'm using my hands up in the air right now as I describe this kind of overarching uh, figure. It's like, I just, I kind of, maybe I'm getting too esoterical for listeners uh, or for yourself, but I feel like there's, there's something bigger that I, I actually can um, expand into in, in, in your yeah. presence in the way that you're, holding yourself and that's not because you're slowing down and, and forgetting your words and the classic you know jokes we can make of, of some of the problems with old age but because mm -hmm. of the opposite you've actually got it all together and um, as, as I perceive it and there's just a, a sense of warmth and I'm just sat by a fire and I feel like I can trust and expand and I, I really there's a sadness that hits me as I um, wax lyrical with it I don't have enough of this in my life and I haven't. And I, I'm wondering if anyone listening can relate as well. You know, how do you respond as I'm uh, throwing this at you? I like it. I, I recognize it. I, I've had a couple of older men uh, play that role for me from time to time. 
and uh, it's uh, very nourishing. It was very nourishing. And providing it to other men is very nourishing. So it's a, it's a relationship. Goes, the nourishment goes back and forth. The kinds of questions you ask, the answers that come out are, are, that arise are, uh, we're talking about things that matter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd love to acknowledge one of the key pieces that I heard you say around this sense of coming into oneness and actually taking care more and finding real meaning and, and value in that. And you mentioned um, uh, something around the spiritual self. I'm wondering if you can expand on that and, and what that looks like or has looked like in your life if there's a practice that you use if there's a you know religion or a form of spirituality that's helped you do you think it's even important you know like does every man or woman or indeed anyone need to find their way into that like how how big a role does this play in order to help you connect into something larger yeah i think it's very important and uh particularly for people who feel drawn to it. Now, I'm saying that because while I think it's inherently important, some people are just tuned into it and may not know it. Some people just don't know it consciously, but they're, they're embodying the values of care and love and honesty and integrity in their lives. So, and there are some, there are some who, um, who become more consciously aware that there's something larger than ourselves. And, uh, uh, and I became aware of it when I was 21. I had a spiritual awakening experience when I was 21, but it took me a long time to grow into it. I, I discovered after it that I had this deep insight uh, and not only mental insight, but an emotional, an emotional uh, experience of of that and uh but it took me a long time to integrate it and uh so in my 20s and 30s i was i was part of a spiritual community and that was really good because it acted as a as a greenhouse for maturing that's where i had some of my mentors and then uh, that ended, and currently I'm uh, I'm practicing uh, Zen, a Zen meditation practice, uh, because it helps me to uh, to stay more deeply attuned to the spirit of the present moment. And uh, if there's any uh, if there's any skill that's needed, it's the skill of being able to stay as fully in the present moment as possible. Because if we don't, we miss things, and we trip over stuff, and we make messes. So, if we want to be effective, uh, don't do that. <laughs> It's more than just saying, not, don't do it. It's a matter of putting our, put our attention 
into what will enhance our, our alertness. And uh, so uh, Zen meditation for me does that. And it's, it's not that I'm, I'm becoming a Buddhist. I, I, I don't want to become any ists. But I do want to practice, and and boy, the Buddhists have have really gotten their practices down well. I understand there's there's similar lines of practice in, in Christianity too, uh, but I haven't. Uh, I don't. I don't personally resonate with it. Yeah, that feels important. Um, if, if if we are to find some some practice or, or, or tradition, that we really have to resonate with it, like that that lands and, and may you find something i guess is the <laughs> is the message um yeah. simple question um it's beyond a yes or no but um does age equal wisdom no oh, we touched on it a little earlier it's uh if if you're uh, an old like an old man who's just who's bitter and complaining and you know focused on the past there's not much not much use there how could someone potentially hearing that move beyond that yeah. i get i get that sense of looking at the past because that's where most of experience lies um well, how yes can they shift go on sorry yeah yes and no because uh it's true we have experienced many things and uh uh, but we can't go back. It's impossible to go back in time. All we can do is stay in the present with the level of skill we've developed over what we call the past. And then use that in the present to create, to care, to care for, uh, to, to live fully. Those are generalities. We could could bring specifics to eventually into this. Well, I'm keen to um, you know we're painting a you're painting a beautiful picture of of the role and the value of the elder, and I'm wondering if there are yeah like my sense is that bitterness and and, uh, and and focusing on the past is going to inhibit your ability to function as an elder. I mean, how does someone step into that role? Must they be like anointed themselves? Is there a, a sort of heartless kind of checkbox sort of list of, of qualities <laughs> that you that you would you would ask for or, or seek out or, or um, that you look for in, in yourself? Is there a kind of a, a way to yeah? It, it, it's uncharted territory. That, like you mentioned earlier that this that my sense is that this hasn't existed. You know, in, in other cultures. Like the chief, you know, of, of the, and hopefully the, the the woman as well. That's what the the ideas of, as I understand it, patriarch and matriarch were, right? The wisest of of them all to kind of guide, lead, support, nurture. Mm-hmm. But we've done away with that in the West, and we're in this kind of culture of individualism now. So that I'm like, wow, this is missing so much, and mm-hmm. I'm only just discovering it, uh, or maybe only in the last sort of five years, and listening to elder men but not all um, older men. So like, what's the differential, you know? It's, um, yeah, uh, it, it feels like it's a harder um, topic 
to to narrow down so i'm i'm throwing the responsibility over to you <laughs> okay, well well I, I am thinking about these things too i'm uh, one of the things i want to do in terms of of cultivating creative community is making a space for elders and uh and taking care of the elderly you know so uh so i've been thinking about uh if we if we did that, first of all, I'll go back to your beginning of your question, which is how do we, how's an elder made? Well, I think we we emerge, and uh, and I think we're made primarily because we live to a large degree maintaining our integrity, and by maintaining our integrity, we naturally uh, are naturally look at the larger perspective rather than narrow and uh, and the interest to to only make money goes way down and the awareness that money follows value that's what i found so i don't have to figure out how i'm going to make a living all i have to is focus on being a value in whatever I do, do, do it really well. Then people talk about you in the right way. <laughs> so there's that. And I think, I think, you know, we're also at the edge of, of um, being deliberate about creating space for, for the elder by asking men who we discover have wisdom and are willing to listen and be with us. Uh, when we discover those men, make space for them. That's what's happened in, in this men's network. Uh, at first it was, you're old, so we'll make space for you. But then, then a few of us actually talked and made some sense. <laughs> And then, then we were more sought, more sought out. And that's that's very special. I feel quite um, privileged. Yeah, I, I, I can really, uh, I can really imagine. I would, I would want that for myself in that space as well. Um, I'm keen to hear you talk more about this sense of community because maybe that kind of widens the scope and, and uh, answers by long uh, questions mm. it's a passion of yours to lean into creating a community you and i have talked um recently in copenhagen right um over coffee and huge uh, it was really big <laughs> chocolate <laughs> chocolate buns and croissants which is completely unnecessary but that's by the by um it was a beautiful day and we talked about the, whether it's men, whether it's humans at the moment the, the one key thing that seems to be missing is community and that seems to be like this the level up, you know, that would then help us care more for the whole and, and take us out of our, ourselves a lot more. So it's, in my humble opinion, like essential work. Mm -hmm. um, what does that look like? What are you kind of leaning into? And, and, and how are you trying to sort of build communities and help people that are looking to do the same? Good, good questions again. Uh, let's define community first. It's not just a, a place where people live like landed communities, intentional communities. 
it's actually the way I'm defining it is it's nurturing the sense of common unity. And when, uh, so we look for points of connection. And uh, so it's really creating a context where where we can look for the, again, identify the purpose, what our purpose of as human beings is. That's why I came to that, that statement. And I'll come back to it. It can be probably, probably be articulated in a variety of ways. This is just the way I'm doing it. Uh, if, if our purpose as human beings is to care for the world, care for the earth and everything in it, then there are lots of jobs, but there's only one real focus and that's care, and a care for what's larger than ourselves, you know, our planetary home. So, and what I envision is that this, this um, development of common unity first happens in us as individuals. So we have lots of different parts. And if, if, they're, if they're in conflict, then it's not a creative community. So the first step is to bring, is to create a context where in ourselves, where there's peace, creative peace, dynamic creative peace, and, uh, uh, and then build relationships that uh, are creative, not without challenge, because all relationships are at challenge, but the challenges help us to grow. So, and then uh, find either networks of people you know, friends and so forth, who share this, uh, this sense of purpose of, of wanting to make a, a creative contribution. And then uh, explore together how that can happen. Perhaps we can work together. Perhaps we just uh, have a, a network of friendship. And that's, that's something too. Uh, how to be, how to be, functional parents that, that can actually uh, grow or help raise children who uh, discover their sense of purpose and can embody it by the time they leave home. And neighborhoods, as well as, as uh, intentional communities. I think intentional communities are interesting because they can be places where they have an aspect of this larger purpose that they're taking on, whether it's planting trees or I don't know what it would be, but there are, there are intentional communities that have this kind of focus of purpose that's a part of the bigger picture, part of the bigger purpose. And uh, so that we can do that anywhere. But the first step is talk about it. And this project is, is, is my opportunity to talk about it, see if there's interest. I'm surprised to see that there's quite a bit of interest. Yeah, in terms of the what I perceive to be a profound lack of meaning in the world, and, and we dive into ourselves looking for that and often the spiritual path, wherever it takes us, um, sometimes just more inside ourselves, right? Like that's perhaps perhaps a phase. Um, like I can acknowledge to being stuck in for a time, but what you're talking about is, is it's an opportunity for us to tap into 
something larger and caring for something bigger. It's a sense of meaning. It's a sense of purpose all in one. And it's actually trying to care. That's kind of the word that I keep hearing. Um, Cause I think, yeah. as you said, we want, we want to care, right. We want to be of value at, at all of ages actually. Right. Um, That's why we're unified. You see, that's the unifying element. You know, is built into all of us. You look at children, you know, even two and three year old children, they want to help their parents do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Going all the way up. Yeah. That's uh, a beautiful vision. And I am. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to be at your side during this journey, right? This, um, it's not all the best. Ciao for now. It's uh, talk to you uh, next week, probably. <laughs> um, but if anyone else is out, out there is listening, then uh, and if you're inspired by David's message, then uh, yeah, please get in touch. And uh, it's yeah, the internet's a powerful tool. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it unites uh, us in a way that we're still not used to. I think um, yeah. I'm keen as we kind of um, our time is kind of drawing to a close to speak to men specifically and where you where you see the, the, the state of men currently uh, in our culture and, and what you would hope for us i mean you're involved in men's work and as you said earlier you you dived into that 40 years ago um kind of what's changed and, and what hasn't and where do you where do you hope that we can kind of uh, maybe pick up the pace or make some important shifts uh... I think it was changes that more men are interested in uh, in purpose and and uh, and being with other men uh, in order to develop the um, develop themselves as men, the masculine qualities. Uh, uh, and some of the some of the things that haven't changed is. Um, Women have been doing women's work for quite a while. Men have been doing some men's work. And eventually, when that work is done individually and as individual groupings, we could come back together and find a complementarity. And uh, uh, because we're, I'll just say, we're not the same. Nobody's the same as somebody else. And uh, uh, so how, then the question then when we come back together, once we've done our personal work and we can regulate our nervous systems and our emotions and, and, uh, and communicate clearly, you know, with one another, then, uh, then we can really start to work together, whether it's to create a family, create a home, or work on projects together. Uh, that's available to us. And there's a lot of power in that. Uh, I think one of the things that men, a challenge men have is to, is to uh, maintain their integrity with each other, continue to be honest with each other, hold each other accountable when necessary, and develop not be, be afraid to develop deep friendships that carry some power. Not power to dominate, 
but power to create. And, uh, and that's incredibly attractive. And then not to, not to get enamored with who gets attracted. <laughs> Don't lose your way there. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, a question of interest for me, especially as I look at men's work, how I experienced it in, say, Bali, how I see it in, in Europe, how I see it in America. And it, let's not generalize um, and, and say that Americans all behave like this, the Europeans mean that. And there seems to be different flavors occurring. Um, mm. And without, you know, judging or, or, or doing anything like that, like from my side, at least, I, I'd, I'd love to let, ask you, uh, what excites you about what you kind of see happening in men's work and what do you think is perhaps less beneficial or, or is that maybe the completely the wrong lens to look at it through is is it all useful like do, do you have a sense of having been exposed to it 40 years ago and where you see it now like well ah, I wish there was more of this or I wish there was less of that because what you just said around kind of manly deep or male rather deep kind of connection is, is so valuable and I'm not seeing enough of that being pushed through in certain areas and that would be a lament on my side um mm -hmm. but without feeding you like your uh, ideas what stands out well first of all i think the some of the differences in, in geography geography have to do with uh, culture and where the culture is in these different areas so men will men and everybody embody it uh, in, in in their own unique way uh but the, the common denominator again is integrity and uh, a sense of sense of wholeness. And uh, there's only one place in us where that exists. And it's important to find it and to stay there. And to if we if we get drawn out to remove leave that place to come back, you know, to find it again and to uh, to measure everything against it. So, uh, give me another question. That's uh, as far as I can go on that one. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's uh, I guess if I label a couple of things, you know, that, that bug me, then maybe I can learn from your response, as I just did with the one that you, you gave, actually. Um, I'm, I work with typically that kind of thoughtful, more quiet type, um, and there's so many labels out there. Someone talked about there being six and now potentially seven different kinds of male, like alpha, beta, all the way down to omega and sigma is the new one. And I'm like, fucking hell, um, <laughs> whichever one I am, like yeah, there's a way for us to kind of learn to grow, connect, trust, and open. Um, and there's, yeah. this this it seems like there are also flavors of alpha male men's work as well, you know? And so I, I, I guess what I'm wondering is, is, is there, is it possible to have a, a unique or, or common sense of, or common message, common framework that, that kind of works because there's such different work out there. Um, well, I, I think, yeah, I think the common, the common one is why are we here? I mean, in the, 
and I've been pointing to this, why are we here? And is it to make more money? No, it's not. You know, is it to dominate? No, it's not. Been there, done that. As a as a human as a human race, we know where where that leads. So, and I think there are different kinds of men. There, the alpha, you know, described by the by the different letters you you've outlined, uh, and there are different roles that different kinds of men naturally play. There's some men who have the ability to hold a context, right? Others don't, and there are some men who have lots of like physical power and attunement with the physical world, you know? And I don't have that, but I really admire men like that. But it doesn't make them better than me or me better than them. So one thing that's really necessary is to drop the judgment and the comparing, the, the judgmental comparing. It's okay to compare to see differences and, and uniquenesses. But uh, but not to put down, or to lower, or to to go one up. Let's be really careful about that. That's not power. Those are power dynamics, but it's not power. And uh, and again, I I have to come back to the. We need to really focus and get clear about what our purpose is. And if you don't, you know, if you and others don't like my articulation, come up with your own that where it's universal. Life is universal. There's a place for everybody in this picture. And, uh, and if, 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 if everybody plays their part, it all gets done. Amen. <laughs> no that's um that's what i think i personally needed to hear i hope it's landing with any men out there uh, listening as well many humans out there listening um mm -hmm. david uh, our time is coming to a close i just want to say thank you so so much um is there anything that's kind of left unsaid or is any anything you want to throw out there that perhaps is still lingering for you uh not uh, here, I would love to have another conversation and bring it down to some uh, other specifics, you know, like the world condition, what's going on here, and how can we engage with it, that kind of thing. Uh, I'd love that. May yeah. that be recorded. Let's let's see. But um, you know, it's a pleasure to talk to you, regardless. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. thank you so much for your time, and uh, have a beautiful day. Thank you very much. It's a real pleasure being with you. Yeah. And thanks, everyone, and uh, see you for the next episode soon.